You have reached the Game Thing Dial-In Radio Stream, part of Off Season 6, Speed Running. Thank you for calling today's broadcast, already in progress. From a variety of perspectives, today I'm going to be playing the game Neon White, which I think is pretty interesting uh, for this because it's literally a game designed to be speedrun or maybe even to sort of simulate the idea of speedrunning for those of us who <laughs> who can't manage it in in your average game. Uh, so the, the game design itself is about feeling fast, being fast, and really about communicating to you, I think, quite carefully how to be fast. Uh, so there's a there's a general kind of ethos here in the game, I think, about uh, about facilitating speed, uh, which is not to say that it doesn't have its own actual speedrunning community that takes it far, far further than I think the, the developers had ever intended. There are some good uh, videos on YouTube, for example, where they watch speedrunners speedrun their speedrunning game and are astonished by the speed of the speedruns. Uh, but I'm not one of those people. I'm just a, a regular schmo interested in speedrunning, as you know. Uh, and so I'm currently looking at the level... What is this one called here? Um, you know, obviously this is a radio stream, so you can't see what I'm looking at. It's the level called Cascade. It's been a minute since I've played this uh, this particular game, so I'm not 100% sure I remember what to do, but I'm kind of looking around, enjoying the scenery just while I talk to, to you guys, um, and I might try and do some faster runs in a second. Uh, this is a level, it's got three demons that I've got to take out. Uh, right in front of me I can see the Elevate card, so one of the things in Neon White is there are cards which represent weapons that you can use to achieve specific effects. The Elevate card lets you do a double jump from memory. So I'm <laughs> running along here, I'm being told how to how to do this. So my memory is that I can, yes, jump and then uh, right-click to jump again. So that enabled me to get up this uh, this kind of high platform. There's all kinds of uh, design details going on here around this. For instance, you know, I ran down a walkway that was suspended above water that led to a wall, you know, that I can't jump up by default. That wall has ivy on it. Um, so there are all of these little communication details of where you're supposed to go. It's not a game, I think, that's... That's interested in deceiving you, at least in the the first uh, occasion, right? So there's always a very clear trajectory through the level. So if I proceed, uh, I can see a, a bad guy over there, a demon. Um, I shot him. It took three shots with the Elevate card, which represents a, a simple pistol. Um, I also have a, a Katana card that would allow me to slash things with, with it. Um... And now I'm just continuing to run through the level. I've got to be a little bit careful as I talk that these demons don't kill me. <laughs> Although that doesn't matter. It's a beautiful day here in neon white. The sky is very, very blue. A little bit of cloud cover. Uh, but not obscuring the dazzling sun that I am looking into right now. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. And, you know, this world is quite... It's quite austere. Sort of like a somehow a strange combo of the sort of Baroque... And the Brutalist is very concrete but trimmed with gold. Quite an interesting place to be. Uh, I'm faced again with one of these, these walls that I can't just do a standard jump up, so I need to do the same Elevate-based jump to double jump up. Um, and now I'm standing on top of a platform. I don't normally play this slowly. 
Uh, on this platform, there's a bench, which is kind of interesting. I wonder if the developers are, to some extent, joking with an asset like this, right? A bench where you might stop and sit and look out to the horizon over there, contemplate the uh, the caustics rendered in the water, or look at the architecture. There's a giant pillar uh, right in front of me. And actually, I'm only noticing this now, despite having played this game many times. There's a giant place in the sky, which... I'm kind of guessing is the the game's hub world area where you you get dispatched on your your various levels that you've got to speedrun, but I don't actually know what it is. I'm I'm going to guess that's what it is. Uh, that's kind of my home base, and then I'm nearby at this artificially created level. Uh, I don't think it's ever explained in the game, or I didn't pay enough attention in the game uh, as to why these levels exist. They don't look like functional places that people would do anything in. They look very much like level architecture designed to be speedrun. Um, very legible, uh, very plain colors with color, you know, so it's very much everything is in white. Uh, looking at it, what am I looking at here? I'm looking at the ground. It's actually, the texture is quite fuzzy here. Um, again, you know, it's a game where you're probably not meant to be spending quite this much time looking at everything. Uh, and that may be why the resolution on this texture is not amazing. Uh, most things are white, and then there's sort of, as I said, gold trim, which looks nice and helps to define certain architectural features. And then there are things like ivy, which I think are helping to lead the eye uh, in the direction you're going to need to move um, so that your reflexes can keep up. So the next little sequence of this level, if I were to get up off this bench and uh, keep playing, is there's a jump onto a curved raised platform, which from memory will have water in it, but I'm gonna go and check it out. So I have to do another elevate-based jump, the double jump thing. Hopefully I can get that correct. Yeah, and there's there's running water here. Uh, and again, the game is very much about speed. This water, if I, if I move on it, uh, will speed me up kind of like a travelator. Um, there's a great one of those in one of the, uh, the Paris train stations that seemed to go at almost supersonic speeds. This is a bit like that. Uh, a huge amount of the game, obviously, given that it's about speed, is sort of about maintaining your speed, maintaining um, your momentum. And things like this water, you want to, for instance, land precisely on the water and not off the water to keep your speed as you come around this bend. I'm going to come around the bend kind of gingerly just to, to check out the, the lay of the land. There's a demon there. I'm going to shoot him a few times. Uh, he's gone. He was shooting fireballs at me. Couldn't be, couldn't be allowed. There's an interesting thing I see here, a little piece of level design uh, at the end of this travelator of uh, very, very fast-moving water is uh, a balustrade made of stone, and the middle of the balustrade has been smashed. Um, I take... Oh, my goodness, I just fell off. <laughs> I take it that it's been smashed to indicate both that past people have gone down that, that kind of water slide... Now I'm having to use my Elevate cards to get back up to where I was. Hopefully that doesn't uh, cost me in the long run. Uh, to show that there's a sort of a, a narrative aspect that, to that, right, that somebody had smashed through and fallen off, uh, which is sort of comical. Uh, but also I'm going to guess, or two more things I'm going to guess, one of which is it's easy if you're not paying attention to accidentally go through that gap and fall off and therefore set yourself back in the level. Uh, so a kind of punishment... Uh, but also, I'm going to hazard a guess that it is one of the possible ways that you could speed up your 
passage through the level, which I will revisit um, later. For now, I'm going to proceed up this ramp in front of us. I'm just kind of looking around for what on earth I'm supposed to do here. Looks like there's another double jump. Again, there's this uh, thing of some foliage at the top of a very high ledge, which is, I think, effectively telling me, yes, you should uh, you should hop up there. I'm going to have to shoot the demon up there, I think. There, he's gone. That's good. So, actually, I don't know if it's going. Um, that, I've taken out all of the demons now. That unlocked the, the way out of this level, which is on top of that very large pole I was mentioning earlier. And so now I'm going to double jump up onto this platform, but I think I've caused myself something of a problem, um, and indeed the game is telling me that I have, which is that when I fell off that little bit of the um, the level while I was trying to examine the hole <laughs> in the balustrade, I used an extra elevate uh, card, actually two extra elevate cards, to get back to where I was. Now I do not have enough of those cards, uh, which enable the double jump, uh, to double jump off the current ledge, uh, in order to get another Elevate card, in order to double jump into the level-ending place on a pole. There's no other way to reach it, and the game knows this. It actually just told me, you're stuck, uh, and told me to press the Restart key in order to um, in order to go back to the beginning. And this is, a, this is another feature of the game in general, which is restarting is very, very cheap. Any given level does not take especially long to complete, uh, albeit that I'm taking an incredibly long time as I explore the level a little more uh, closely than I would normally do because we're, you know, we're talking about it uh, rather than really trying to go super fast. So before I restart, I'll, I'll also just point out that um, at this platform that I've reached where I'm stuck, that kind of leads towards the finishing tower, there are these two planks laid out flat on the ground, uh, the effect of which is to point you directly to where you're supposed to go. They line up. Uh, and point to the final tower in case you missed it. Um, and, and as I said, I think more than the idea that you might simply not see where you're going, I think a lot of this color blocking based layout stuff, uh, the foliage, uh, little hints, and these planks, for example, are not so much about showing you where to go because I think it's it's incredibly obvious when you look at the game where to go, but rather showing your which bit of your brain is it that does this stuff before you think about it? I was going to say reptile brain, but I, I think that's more the psychopath psychopath part, which you know is totally appropriate here as well. Um, you know, which, whichever part of your brain it is that decides to do things before you notice, uh, the level designers I think have been careful to include cues that will help that part of you do the right thing so quickly that you don't need to think about it. So the planks are. In a way, they're here for some other part of my consciousness that I um, that I don't directly have access to. So anyway, I'm stuck um, on this platform, looking out on the the blue sea, the kind of repeating texture of the caustics. Uh, not a not a cloud, well, not a not a breeze to be seen. An elevate card, tantalizingly close that I cannot reach, and therefore I am stuck. I can't finish the level. I'm going to fall off here. I'm remembering now that I don't take fall damage. I'm remembering also that if you run around on the water, you go very quickly, as I was saying, which means, for instance, I can run backwards like this, away from the level, uh, which I think serves to to really emphasize how isolated and specific the environment that you find yourself is in. And it's a thing that I kind of like about the game is it's it has a narrative uh, laid over the top of it that... It's not necessarily my thing, but you know that I've been summoned back from the dead to 
destroy demons that have been invading heaven, etc., etc. I'm very good at this, or at least my character was, and the game is about eliminating demons from these heavenly locations. Uh, while at the same time, the game makes no real attempt to suggest that these are lived-in spaces. Uh, you know, they might put a bench in, but the bench is almost a joke. And I kind of enjoy that about it. I'm just currently still running backwards away from the level, because I became curious about how far away I could get. And the answer seems to be... Uh, maybe... Oh, I was going to say arbitrarily far, but in fact, there is a, a moment here in the middle of the water where there is an invisible wall uh, that I cannot run past. Not the sort of thing you're supposed to do. It's pretty far away from the uh, the original level. I don't think that you would normally come out here. Uh, but it does serve this point of emphasis that there's nothing else except the level. Uh, there's no way that anybody really lives in this level or uses the level for anything. Maybe angels come and read a book on the bench sometimes, but that seems unlikely. Um, and rather that the game very much knows and is happy to communicate to you that it is indeed a game that you're playing that the level was actually designed for you to navigate in this highly specific way. Um, and, you know, in the sense that, I guess, causation is almost backwards in this world, right? The causation extends outwards from your your capacities and actions as a player, which is very much how this kind of game design works, uh, potentially that you decide mechanics before you decide what the level will be, uh, because that helps in level design. I'm just noticing there's a huge boat here as well, <laughs> which I hadn't noticed before. It's a sort of a luxury yacht. Um, which I can get on board. More places to sit uh, that, you know, pretty unlikely that anybody's going to spend time doing that in the game. There is a, a set of stairs that I just used to try and get up onto the main deck of this of this boat. Um, I guess maybe their implication is that I arrived on this boat. Uh, unclear what the boat is doing here. Uh, I had assumed that I had teleported here, but perhaps I came here by boat. So... Yeah, this, this kind of backwards causation idea that the world comes to exist because of what you can do rather than what you can do is defined by the world you, you live in, which is, you know, I think significantly more what real life is like. The world is, is, is to some extent, I guess, you know, of course designed around human capacities. And maybe, so maybe I'm starting to convince myself the other way. Um, but that the world is sort of, is much more indifferent to us as individuals than, than a game like Neon White is, where the world is, is almost pandering to us, um, in certain ways. There's also, by the way, this, this heads up display in the bottom left, with a surprisingly large amount of, uh, of information about me. It says 1989 Neon White. I'm, I would hazard a guess that 1989 is my birthday, birth year. And then it says, a professional killer in his past life saved from eternal punishment. White gambles with his humanity. White being us. So we're called Neon White. Uh, below that it says, Who deserves a place in heaven? Uh, I guess that that's sort of a core motivating principle here. Uh, it also says that we appear to have the sins of identity and memory. Uh, all of this is next to a portrait of our character. This is a very white, a very white fellow in a, um, in a, in a sort of devil's mask. And it also says, White and the Neon Order compete to exterminate the demonic invasion of heaven. Well, you know, the entire game is, is basically there in that, um, in that heads-up display in the bottom left. It also has three hearts showing how dead I am or I am not. Um, I'm curious about the, the nature of that piece of interface design. I find myself wondering if it's connected with what I'm doing now, uh, which is streaming. Um, 
or whether it, it could be something else, but I wonder if it's so that if somebody picks up the stream and they're just watching somebody play, they instantly know the game name, they instantly know the basic kind of nature of the game, they know what the main character looks like. Uh, that's a lot more information than you would normally get if you just looked at the screen of a game at any given moment. So maybe that's uh, another kind of clever piece of design. Because I was going to say that a game like this, tuned towards speedrunning, is uh, sort of also by its nature, therefore tuned towards the um, the idea of streaming. Now, obviously, I'm radio streaming uh, rather than than visually streaming this. You can't see any of those things, but I read it out to you, so you've got kind of the same effect, right? So I'm going to restart the game and at least finish this level. Um, and then we are going to see where we get to from there. Oh my, yeah, well, there's this tutorial thing which is a little frustrating. So I just shot that demon, now I'm doing elevate again. I'm already on that kind of water travelator that I was talking about before. Took out that demon, now I'm jumping up to the final level. And now I'm jumping off those planks that we know about and getting to the exit. So that's, I think, actually a fairly good illustration, right? Uh, that took me 23.7 seconds. Um, that was by no means, I would say, me doing the best that I can possibly do. Um, but still significantly faster than when I was uh, trying to tell you about what I was doing. I can tell you that 23.7 seconds is good enough for a silver medal, uh, but not a gold medal, which is 20.5 seconds, and not good enough for the, is it platinum? I'm not sure. The best medal, which is 15.5 seconds. Uh, but I can also tell you that one of the other things about this game, and I'm going to have to wrap the stream up uh, in a second because I can see that I'm going to have to leave uh, for an appointment. Uh, but one of the things about this game is that after this level, having completed it, um, I get a whole lot of information about what happened, uh, including the fact that uh, I have a sort of global leaderboard and a friends leaderboard where I can see how other people have been doing. And I'm proud to tell you that I am, in fact, on top of the friends leaderboard to position number one, my real best time on this level when I was trying uh, quite hard to actually do it uh, properly is 12.266 seconds. Uh, so roughly half the time that I just did it. And then it kind of uh, surprises me, uh, but we'll have to talk about it at another time because the route that I would have taken for that 12.266 seconds run uh, will not have been the route that I took uh, just now uh, where I took kind of the obvious the obvious route. Um, importantly, my time here is better than uh, David Walensky's, which I'm sure you've all been worrying about. You know that we have a friendly competition about these things that David doesn't acknowledge uh, but of course, cries into his pillow about every night. So I'm going to have to wrap the stream there. Uh, thanks for joining me on this little radio adventure into Neon White. We'll probably be back again uh, next week or next year uh, or next decade to talk about another game. Or the same game. I'm not sure what it will be. Now that's a game thing. Bye. Thank you for calling Game Thing. Operators are standing by to assist you at GameThing.life and Patreon.com forward slash other game things. Goodbye.